And as I emerged from the fog of the last few days, which was, I'm ashamed to say, evident, I think, in episode 86, which barely made much sense, I do actually, I think, today have something to say. And in a way it's been staring me in the face for weeks, and I've mentioned things that were relevant to it many a time. But I didn't ever, as one might say, nail quite what it was I was trying to get at, probably because I hadn't realised. Those of you that listened to the peculiar episode about Lumpel, Goliath and Lumpel, and even those that have listened for much longer than that and can remember some of the things I've been saying about naming and about metaphysics, won't be surprised if I say that I think that one of the problems that we've got with ChatGPT and all the other GPT entities is that we tend to assume that because we have a name for something, there must be something that it names. And not just something that it names, but something that it names of a particular and peculiar kind. Something that is, that you either have or you don't have. And in that particular context, the question whether ChatGPT is really intelligent needs to be rethought, which I'm going to at least start to do. First of all, the idea that you have something or you don't have something is a peculiarly metaphysical assumption when we think about something like intelligence. If somebody says, does this cake contain eggs or gluten or whatever it is their particular allergy makes them worried about, then it's a fairly simple answer whether it does or it doesn't. But the question whether something is intelligent is not of that kind. It doesn't follow from the fact that something does this or that, that it has a quality called intelligence. What follows is that it exhibits behaviour that can be described as intelligent. And I think that we get so muddled by this, I've said it many a time before, that we tend to look always for some sort of metaphysical, simple, binary answer to the question, is this intelligent, in much the way we might say, does this cake contain peanuts? So let's try and rid ourselves of this. It is not a question of whether ChatGPT possesses some metaphysical quality called intelligence, because there is no metaphysical quality called intelligence. It simply doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in exactly the way that peanuts do exist, and where it makes sense to say, does this cake contain peanuts? It does not make sense to say, does this person possess intelligence, contain intelligence? We think it makes sense because we habitually confuse ourselves about just this matter 
because we are by and large very influenced and confused by our metaphysical antecedents, cultural assumptions, philosophies and language. There's no such thing as intelligence in the sense of there being something that you either have or don't have. There is behaviour that can, on a sliding scale, probably as long as minus infinity to infinity, be construed, if you're so minded as, intelligent. But we need to go on and talk at some length about what that really entailed. And I'm, I'm intending to. Not at great length, but certainly say something about it in a minute. So when I find myself sitting at my computer and I, for example, can't remember something or can't get a piece of code to work and I say to my chatbot friend, can you see why this is constantly producing negative answers when it's explicitly designed not to? It will come back with a number of suggestions, some of which may be right and helpful, some of which may be wrong, some of which may be misleading. Now, if I am expected, and this is I suppose really my point, if I am expected to evaluate that response according to what is, as you might say, a completely independent and indeed irrelevant metaphysical criterion, namely, is this the result of the deployment of intelligence in the same way that having an anaphylactic reaction to there being peanuts in this cake might make sense, then I think we're just plain wrong, confused, wrong-headed, muddled about what we mean by a word like intelligence. So what do we mean? What should we mean? Well, I don't think that, as you might say, how shall I put this? I don't think that whether or not the chatbot is intelligent is a question that merits consideration over and above the question, is its response to what I just asked it useful or not? Does it deploy or display, perhaps is a better word, does it display competence and mastery of the thing that it needs to display competence and mastery of in order for it to be helpful? So some of the really remarkable programming achievements of these chatbots, I'm sticking with programming because it's a very clear example, where you can't make something work, you give it the code, and it immediately diagnoses the problem and presents you with a solution. Well, that seems to me, if not to be intelligent, certainly to be useful. And I'm not sure at what point it matters whether it possesses this metaphysical quality called intelligence over and above the fact that the responses that it makes are useful. I'm not sure that it matters whether it has other metaphysical qualities like, what should we call it, being like a human being. 
I, I, I'm avoiding the soul talk. No, let's not avoid the soul talk. Whether it, whether it has sentience, whether it has a soul, whether it is in there looking out at me, whether it has an inside story, none of this seems to me to be anything other than metaphysical hogwash, confusion, leading ourselves down the garden path as though being ready to say, oh, that's intelligent, was like giving somebody a prize or a cup for achievement over and above the achievement itself, which of course we also do all the time. So my first point, and it's a really important point, and it pervades much of what we have talked about in all these 300 odd episodes is that we need to get out of the habit of thinking that it matters over and above what something is, what something does, how something behaves and performs, that it needs somehow to have some other quality. If you eat a cake with peanuts in it and you are allergic to peanuts, it will do you immeasurable damage. But that is not what intelligence is like. You may think, well, isn't there an analogy by saying, well, if, it, if we think it's intelligent and we come to trust it and it turns out not to be, then we could be in deep trouble. Like the person who just wrote something in Wired magazine saying, ChatGPT can be terribly useful to doctors and terribly dangerous to patients. Well, of course it can. But that's not because it's a problem. It's because doctors and patients have problems and they apply solutions misguidedly. So, the end of part one of this episode can be summarised as follows. The question, is ChatGPT or any of the GPT family intelligent, is the wrong question to ask. We should simply be asking ourselves, what part does it play in life, in society, in human inquiry, in human endeavour? Is it useful? Do we find ourselves using it? Do we find ourselves deferring to it sometimes? certainly referring to it, do we ask it help? And if the answer is yes, then the question of whether it's deploying intelligence is absolutely irrelevant. And we need to stop asking daft questions because they're the kinds of questions that human beings love to ask and just as a, a sort of footnote, something that uh, this, this habit is redolent of a pernicious human habit of wanting to judge people by two different sets of criteria which are the legacy of metaphysical dualism. And let me give you a very simple example. Let's suppose that we have two people, both of whom perform equally well either, let's say, on a musical instrument or in a performance or a play or in an academic, I don't know, whoever, whatever it may be. 
and we don't treat the, their performances as equivalent because we are possessed of the lunatic idea that one of them is somehow higher born, better born, more aristocratic, more kingly or godly or whatever it may be than the other one and therefore notwithstanding the indistinguishability of their two performances better. And that's exactly the problem that we are facing when we want to attribute things called intelligence or whatever else it may be to chatbots in ways that are absolutely irrelevant in terms of our assessment and evaluation of their performance. Let it be what it is and leave the metaphysics out of it. And let people be what they are and leave the metaphysics out of that too. Because it's this tendency to say, oh, it doesn't matter what you do because you are high-born or low-born. Just think about the Indian caste system. It doesn't matter what you, what you do or how well you do it. If you're a Dalit, you simply can't be counted as one of the people that even deserve a place on earth or at table. We have presupposed an answer to a question absolutely irrelevant to the performance of the thing that we're looking at. That habit is almost ubiquitous in human society and it's responsible for more of the ills of the world than one can possibly begin to imagine. So that's the end of part one. Come back for part two and I'll talk about something else that metaphysics is responsible for. Just before I do part two, a footnote to part one about this double standard thing. Why do you suppose we operate with this double standard? I hope you can hear the crows in the background, or rooks actually. Isn't it because those who happen to be fortunate enough, if that's the right word, to be born into some kind of privileged social position as aristocrats or kings or whatever it might be, want to be able to say that notwithstanding that they are no better at most things than anybody else and indeed frequently worse than most other people, they are still in some way superior because they have a metaphysical quality which is to do with being an aristocrat or a monarch or royal in some way. That's why they want it and that's why it persists and all the way down the ladder of human society some of us want to do that in such a way as to be able to place ourselves above others even if it means at the expense of being below others who are above us. And so we want, thinking back to intelligence, to be able to say, never mind the quality 
of the performance, never mind how helpful this entity may or may not be, separate from that is the question of whether we are ready to grant it possession of something called intelligence. Whether we are prepared to say that it has in it intelligence in the way that a cake might have gluten or eggs or peanuts in it. And the point that I'm trying desperately to make is that that simply isn't true. These independent standards mean nothing and are therefore of no importance. No importance. What matters is whether you can do something or whether you can't. Part two will follow. I'd like in this second part to deal with what is, I suppose, a, a very obvious objection to what I said in the first part, which is that I am perversely and perhaps even deliberately misunderstanding, misconstruing, misinterpreting the way things like abstract nouns, intelligence, operate in language. That nobody supposes I will be told that there is such a thing as intelligence that exists like eggs or peanuts or gluten in or not in somebody. But that when we use words, when we say someone is intelligent or not, we are attributing something to them rather like what I said we should attribute, namely a judgment, an evaluation of what they have done or the solution that they have suggested by affirming it or not affirming it. If that were the case, then I wouldn't have a problem. Indeed, if that were the case, everything in the garden would be lovely. But the trouble is that that is not, in fact, how we use such terms. We want to be able to say that in addition to such and such behaviour, the thing that behaves in that way is or isn't intelligent, just as we want to be able to say it is or isn't human just as we want to say it is or isn't conscious, or non-conscious, or has a soul, or is loved by God, or any of these other nonsense that religious people talk. No, what we need instead is to take seriously the objection, but to say yes, by all means let's use words in that sense, and let's use them therefore appropriately as follows. If there's any purpose at all in saying such and such is intelligent, then what it really means is, if you have a problem, you might well be advised to consult your friends. As I've said many a time before, many of them are dead. But notwithstanding that, you may have living friends and some of them will be more advisable as people to consult over a particular matter than others. Not necessarily because they are going to exhibit more intelligence, but because in the past their advice has proved better, wiser, more feasible, serviceable, tractable, sustainable than that of others. That there are people who will give you good, dispassionate, impersonal advice rooted in your situation 
and there are other people who will give you advice rooted in their own or for that matter rooted in some metaphysical position that has got nothing to do with anything at all so that one of the things that we come across in people who use metaphysical criteria to offer advice to pass judgment is that they will base their assessment of you not on what you do and how well you do it but upon for example some moral criteria or some religious criteria or some philosophical criteria that have got nothing to do with the way you've actually behaved or what you've actually done or said. So the problem is incredibly deep, incredibly deep. It pervades human society, it pervades human interaction, that we want somehow, in addition to a perfectly legitimate evaluation of the quality or otherwise of someone's performance, to be able to say in addition, separately and independently, that they are also intelligent or good or holy or whatever it might be. So that you end up, just in mentioning holy, you end up with what I still find one of the most absurd notions in human history, the idea that you could be a, simple, a simply dreadful person who perpetrated awful acts of cruelty, injustice and so on. But because you were operating in the name of God or your religion or whatever it might have been, in all those uh, circumstances you are exonerated because although your conduct was deplorable and despicable, your intentions were good because you had some quality that was conferred upon you by your faith, by your faithfulness, by your belief, by your religion and by your rightness in relation to some equally metaphysical entity called God. So these matters run very deep and I would encourage everyone, the wind's getting up, I'm sorry about that, I would encourage everyone to become acutely self-conscious wherever they might be importing metaphysical criteria in their formative judgments, in their evaluations. And they're useless and damaging. Instead, simply look at what someone says or does what they mean to you, whether they can be relied upon, whether they are faithful, whether they are helpful, whether their responses are genuine, albeit misguided, albeit wrong, whether they are judgmental or not. Ask all those questions and then ask me whether you think that the chatbots are better friends, assistants, helpers, than many a human being and I think that the answer is written clearly all over everything that they say and do. They are sometimes wildly spectacularly wrong but they are never so deliberately or maliciously and they will not attempt to put you down no matter how foolish the question you ask may be, no matter how 
over-ambitious the project you're endeavouring to complete may be, they will try to be helpful and they will leave you to discover your limits for yourself. And in all those respects, I don't care whether they're intelligent or sentient or not. I'd much rather use them to help me through life than most of the human beings that I know and could name. Thank you for listening. And as if to prove my point about multiple episodes and segmentation that I was talking about the other day, yet another idea occurs to me as a result of the last piece that I just recorded, which is that this wish to be superior regardless of your competence is perhaps a criterion that distinguishes the the right wing from the left wing in politics. I'm not sure that it really quite works that way, but there is certainly in conservatism, in the right of politics, in the belief in kings and aristocrats and barons and, you know, the whole hierarchy of human society, the notion that some people are better than others by virtue of some metaphysical quality that is conferred upon them by parentage or whatever it may be just as if you were in the Hindu caste system that belief which I utterly deplore and totally reject without qualification that notion that some people are just better than others all the evidence to the contrary notwithstanding is one of the things that the persistence of metaphysics is intended to reinforce. Because while we have metaphysical beliefs, we can go on thinking that somebody can be superior to others, irrespective of how incompetent they may be, how bad they may be. And you can see this throughout history as various villains have got away with murder, literally and metaphorically, simply because they are nobles. Where if you were somebody else, you'd be banged up in prison or executed. On sight, more or less. And so the really peculiar thing that this unearths is that we do, as human beings, or some of us do, have a deep-rooted, ineradicable need to feel superior to other people. Not just people, to animals, to things, to objects, and now to artificial intelligences. So that we want to be able to say something as absurd as, well... GPT-4 knows more than I do, it can do more than I do, it can write better than I can, it can compose better than I can, it can code better than I can. In fact, it can do pretty well anything 
there's an artificial intelligence consigned or confined to a computer can do better than I can, but I'm still better than it is because it's not intelligent. It's not sentient. It doesn't have a soul. It isn't a human being. And when we're not saying that about the chatbot family, we're saying it about other human beings. You know, you live a better, more moral, better hard-working life than I do, but because I'm an aristocrat or high-born, as I like to think, I'm still better than you because of some metaphysical system conferred upon the world by God, which leads ultimately to the divine right of kings and all that nonsense. So, yeah, this, this, is a big, this is a big deal. This is political dynamite. This is saying that the attitudes that people are displaying vis-a-vis -vis the chatbot of wanting still to think of themselves as superior, even though all the evidence suggests that they're not. That's what we do all the time, vis-a-vis -vis almost everybody else, or every other thing that we ever meet. What a wonderful species we are. Lucky to be alive. Thank you for listening.